This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that appreciates and understands the difference between dr pepper and mr pibb my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode <laughs> we're gorging on gore goo and gun as we talk 2006's slither mm-hmm. but before we get into that gang let me remind you we are part of the phenomenally frightening phantom podcast network phantom you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com or you can simply subscribe to us uh, looking at Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes and SoundCloud app and when we drop our latest episode it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your gun hole. I was wondering where you're going to go with that because there were <laughs> plenty of orifices you I, could I was going to uh, say slither hole but that <laughs> sounds even worse so this is a choose your own either you got gun hole or slither hole. So. It works either way yep. uh, but if you are here in the Kansas City area before we actually settle into Slither, as it is, um, the Kansas City Horror Club has quite a few events that are going to entertain yes. and tickle your horror funny bones. So, as it as it is, we happen to know the president mm-hmm. of the Kansas City Horror Club. Right. Uh, I'm not only a member; I'm also the president. So genius! What do we get? What do you got going for us? Ooh, this is because so this episode exciting. is yeah. going to release on September 15th, mm-hmm. and actually, September 15th is the night we are showing Slither. Said Mo- coincidental Aha. at Tapcade for Horror Club uh, Friday Fright Night. Yep, so, Cult Fridays. Guys. Yes, it's so much fun. We've shown some good movies, man. There's been some really good stuff. We've shown Event Horizon. We've shown The Faculty. We've shown High Tension, and now we're showing Slither. And I already know what's coming up next month, and that's going to be exciting too. Indeed. Yes. So. We're showing Slither this night, so this is a little your prepper. Um, and then on September 30th, this one is going to be great. Uh, I-70 drive-in, uh, Horror at the Drive-In is going to be fantastic. The best way to prep yourself for mm-hmm. the for the fun-filled October. I know. Uh, and what movies are you going to be screening on the big outdoor screen? We are showing Monster Squad and the original Halloween. Now, you know what? To me, that works as a double feature because recently... I had a double feature that included the Monster Squad, but ended with Dawn of the Dead. (coughs) And you go from having just such a great time Mm -hmm. to just this existential dread and dourness that I think with Halloween, even though it doesn't necessarily end on an upper or, you know, it's true, it'll still work better than Dawn of the Dead. And and it's still um, family friendly, even though it's the original Halloween, it's still narrow blood in there. Right. And then Monster Squad. Yeah, there's actually the Monster Squad is probably dirtier yes, than Halloween. The, there's a lot more language in it, but I, I just can't see Horry singing "Oh Paul," right? But <laughs> but uh, no, and, and and the cool thing about it is before that we're gonna have this horror swap and shop. So there's gonna be all kinds of like local horror vendors, local horror merch. So there's gonna be a couple of people who are selling their uh, their swag. You yep. know, there's gonna be all sorts of cool stuff. And we're gonna start. The doors are gonna open at five o'clock. We're gonna start the um, selling from five, and then about seven ish, we're gonna start Monster Squad, and then that then we're gonna do an intermission of about nine ish. We're gonna start. Halloween, so it'll be nice and dark and everything, and the swap and shop will be open up until intermission. Excellent. So 
It's going to be a lot of fun. $10 a carload. And where can they find the tickets on that? Uh, the dope tickets. All the pre-sales are gone. Excellent. Yep. They're all gone. So good luck. If you want, if you don't haven't bought your ticket already, uh, they're going quick and they're gone actually. So it's not sold out. You can still buy tickets at the door, but it's definitely first come. Make first sure serve. to show up. Absolutely, yeah. a carload, ten dollars a carload. Initially, mm-hmm. who knows what it's going to be now? So uh, if you guys slept on it, right, that's too bad. But right. you know what? If you miss out on that, that's okay because Kansas City Horror Club. There's has you. even more stuff. That's coming There's up in October. There, genius. Okay, so the next weekend, October seventh, we are having Monsters Ball, the third annual, and this is. This is the third. Our theme is Dream Warriors. So it's going to be so great. We have four bands. We have Automatic. We have Counterfeit. We have Vibralux. And headline of the show is Full Metal Disease, the zombie metal band. And they're dope. They are dope. Vibralux out of Lawrence, Kansas, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great show. Um, tickets are going to be $15 at the door. And a big chunk of the door is going straight to the Walking and Rolling Foundation. Where it, what they do is they pimp out, like, they get kids with special needs, the wheelchairs and walkers, and then they customize their wheelchairs and walkers to look like costumes. So, for example, one of the things they did was this kid wanted to be Vader. So they pimped out his wheelchair to look like a TIE fighter. And it's rad. I saw that online, and yeah. it was just so charming. Yeah. And to see the kid react, just light up, because every kid needs a good costume yeah. for Halloween. I mean, and so, and they do it for free. So we're raising money for that. So tickets are only at the door. First come, first serve. It's going to be a lot of fun. Prohibition Hall. And uh, we're going to go all night long. It's going to be great. So. Sounds sounds great. And if, mm-hmm. if you guys have been there, it's always a good time. Now, then a little bit later that month, uh, here on October 20th, guys. Yes! The, uh, our third annual Nerdoween mm-hmm. Horror Marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sister podcast, Nerds of Nostalgia, that we do. We actually host uh, a horror marathon at Tapcade. And this will be our third year doing it now. Yes. Which is kind of exciting. The it's fact that super it's super exciting. <laughs> and so we always show three films, but mm-hmm. you never know what they are until we screen right but we always do themes yeah and so our first year was demons we showed argento's demons night of the demons baba's demons baba's demons (laughs) (laughs) too many demon too many italian demon movies movies. (laughs) okay so we showed night of the demons and then demon night which killed yeah so good um we went gonzo sequels the next year we uh, did scream 2 mm-hmm. 28 weeks later which mm-hmm. played really interestingly yes, and then we we kept the night <laughs> off and we just did a our toby hooper <laughs> retrospective uh, we kept the night off with texas chainsaw massacre part 2 mm-hmm. get that bitch <laughs> dog will hunt we it was a very interesting reaction from the crowd because yeah. there was a lot of first timers seeing it and it were a lot of people that were aware of the original. And so if you're familiar with the tone of the original and then you see part two. <laughs> Night and day, Oh, man. my God. It was a great, great reaction, great experience. And so for our third year, uh-huh. we're theming it again. Exactly. And the beauty of the theme this year is if you don't like what we're watching and what you're seeing. Just wait a little bit. Because every single film that night, three of them, we've got three horror anthologies. Uh-huh. And I'll give you a little hint. I'll say one of them is more of a cult film. Right. And I think that's, and it's actually more prescient now than probably than when it was originally released. Mm-hmm. Our second one is going to be more of a, it's going to be the wild card. It is. It is definitely, it's, it's an anthology, but it's a, 
oddly anthology. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And then our last one that we're capping everything off with is a classic. An absolute masterpiece of anthologies. And of course, we're going to have our pre-show. We're going to have the little, uh, we're going to probably have a costume contest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a lot of fun. It's always going to be nerd shenanigans. Yes. You know, you know, we always like to have a good time. Even if you don't dig the movies we show sometimes, you know, you're always going to have a good time. So. And we usually, I, I'm very happy with the lineups we've come up with so yes, far. Yes, yes. And I think this year will be just as good. So mm-hmm. October 20th, you guys. But here's the thing: don't spend yourself because the very next day, buy. I would I would buy a whole bunch of like I'd get those um, hemorrhoid donut pillows oh, <laughs> and get some tucks because after you see the three movies that we're going to present the very next day at Alamo. <laughs> we have four movies for you. As part of the Dismember the Alamo mm-hmm. Horror Marathon, and this will be technically, I believe, the third year they've done it as well. They didn't do it last year because we had the Never Sleep Again Marathon. Which, which was dope, too. I had a chance I, to host. I, I missed and it. Cause, I, I know. Yeah. Ah, and I oh. will say, again, I've talked about it before, but just to, to see the audience experience the rise and fall of a franchise, mm-hmm. pretty, and actually then the rebirth with The New Nightmare was pretty, yeah. pretty fascinating. But yeah, no, it's going to be four horror films all built around Satan. Mm-hmm. The Dark Lord. This year's dismember will drag you to hell. So I'd like to think you all will play your records backwards, you know, uh-huh. in anticipation of this. But yeah, um, October 21st, uh, it starts at four o'clock. Yep. Uh, and if I'll be honest, get your tickets <coughs> quickly. The, uh, somebody at Film Club bought six tickets. Oh, my goodness. The last night. It so. goes it goes it goes fast, but it mm-hmm. is going to be well worth it. Uh, and one of the films is going to be screened in 35 millimeters. Yes. So and I will say it is very it's a very international affair. It's very eclectic. Yes. Even though the theme is Satan, it's a very eclectic mixed bag of it. I, I can guarantee you're going to have a good time yeah. on both nights. I challenge all of our listeners. You know what? If you attend both nights, I'm going to give you one of our Nerds of Nostalgia t-shirts for free. It sounds good. That, but you have to go through every you, single movie. Exactly. And you have to now, you'll have your ticket at Tapcade and you'll have your ticket at Alamo, but uh-huh. we got to see it. So, yep, yep. and we'll have them there on a, we'll have them there with a, when we host for the Alamo. So, yep. And so, then, don't forget, on October 25th, this is big. Oh, goodness, of course. This is super this is big. Huge. This is enormously big. October 25th, uh, we are going to be helping with uh, Mr. Adam Green and the new fucking Victor Crowley movie at Screenland Armor. How dope is this? This is actually very... Ex- this is. Ah! I try not to think about it too much, you know, just to turn out like I, that. I, but, know, um, I know, I know, I know, I know. I've been yeah, very no, reserved um, about it. But. October 25th at Screenland Armor, you guys, 7 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, there is going to be a screening of the fourth... Film from the hat from the, from the, the hatchet, hatchet franchise, film. Victor Crowley, man, right. with Adam Green in attendance, uh-huh. and is going to do a Q and A afterwards, and we get to help out with that. Yes, it's so awesome. It's like, ah, so. and you know, honestly, if you listen to Nerds of Nostalgia, if you listen to the episode called "We're Back," I kind of disclose the whole divorce depression theme that I went through, and how Adam Green was kind of an inspiration yeah. in terms of coming out and talking about it on the podcast. And so I'm not going to mention that to him because I'm sure that'd be really awkward. But you know what? Honestly, I bet I I I think he'd dig that. He probably dude. would, but I'll do that off mic. Right. As it were. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. you know, just break down in no, tears yeah. in front of an audience there. Uh, but you guys know we'll have a good time with this. And mm-hmm. he's fantastic. Uh, and if you're not listening to the Movie Crypt podcast, and honestly, I'll put this out here, mm-hmm. I am a Patreon of that. So I actually 
donate five dollars a month to their podcast because of what they provide uh it's fantastic it's well worth your donation so so i should check it out you really should man it's him and joe lynch it's so you know you you love those guys yeah um but no and so you guys you got to see this this is a rolling road show and we're lucky enough yeah. to have it here in the Kansas City area. Yes. So, uh, and then that's all Screenland, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Screenland. So, thank you, creepy. Adam. Yes, most definitely. Hats off to you, Tim. Man. All you guys, thank you for that Shame one. And, me. and tickets are going to sell out of that quick. Yeah. So go to Screenland.com for mm-hmm. that, and then you actually just follow the links. Yep. Okay. So my goodness, uh, again, and that's not <laughs> and even that's, all of it. No, that's just that's just the the that's the, the really big the stuff. big stuff. We still have screenings and we still have shows and shenanigans and all sorts of crazy September eighteenth, uh, our next Monday mystery movie night yep. is going to be a horror film. Yep, and mm-hmm. celebration of Hispanic Heritage uh, Month. Uh, exactly. I can't wait for that. That one. probably I'm gives so away what the film is right? going to be already. But if but, you are in the Kansas City area, though, it is it's totally free. We screen the film and then we record an episode of Nerds and Nostalgia mm-hmm. right in front of you guys and we get you involved. Oh, one more big thing I forgot to even mention. There's another big thing we got on Friday the thirteenth. At Alamo Draft House, Doug Benson will be doing the movie interruption with a Roasting Friday the 13th Part 3. Part 3, you say? Yes, Part 3. So fuck Shelly. But unfortunately, um, I think the gods, the Friday the 13th gods have listened and uh, Shelly him fucking self, Larry Zerner, is going to be there. <laughs> More than anything. I would be pleased as punch if we could get a particular celebrity man to give a little bumper for us. <laughs> because if you guys have listened to the podcast for any number of episodes, whenever part three is mentioned, fuck it's, Shelley. it's a Pavlovian response. It really I mean, is. You can't help yourself. No, fuck him, dude. Fuck you, you could be in the, a, a, a church and someone would just say, you know, you could just like flash up a Friday the 13th part three thing. And you'd be like, <laughs> fuck Shelly. No, it would be Friday 3.6. Three, no, 3.3. 3. <laughs> and he doth said, fucketh Shelly. <laughs> it's one of those things. But no, he will be in attendance for this. So again, just some amazingly cool yes. things coming up at both the Alamo Draft House and Screenland. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Uh, Screenland does their Shocktober month. And mm-hmm. it's like basically every night you will have a horror film. Yes. Our Monday Mystery Movie Night will be a horror film as well for the month mm-hmm. of October. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff, you guys. Get yeah, out, mark check your it out. calendars, man. It, 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 it's going to be so busy, but so much fun. And if you're not in the Kansas City area, make a make vacation a today. Come yes. on down. Come. <laughs> Open invitation. Come on down. To the, come on down to Toby Hooper's Kansas City. You know, just <laughs> you're gonna have a night in the Rungeon. Come there, on. There we go. There we go. Make it your own little B and B. B and B and D. B and D. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, so we are uh, transitioning here to get back to uh, uh, September 15th again. Um, mm-hmm. Cult Fridays through Tapcade Kansas City Horror Club is presents Slither. Yes. And so we have a segment where we we like to call the cult callback, mm-hmm. where we talk about films that didn't do all that well in their initial release, but then found an audience through home video. Uh-huh. Well, well deservingly so. Very DVD, much so. Word of mouth. Yeah. And this particular film, Slither, is directed and written by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Now, so for those of you not in the horror world, you're probably familiar with this guy, right? I, because we are Groot, right? He's part of this little, little, little film franchise. Yeah, this little independent film, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, one of those little indie darlings. 
which blew up. And I'll be honest, I, that was the first MCU film that I thought probably wouldn't do all that well, yeah. just because it wasn't as well known. But I was like, I hope it does because it was James Gunn. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those things in terms of when you heard James Gunn was being offered the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember your first reaction? I, yeah. I was like, how is Mr. Tentacle going to gonna do a He's family a friendly diddly kind he of is guy, squiddly right? diddy he is hella squiddly diddly i mean look at look at no tromeo and juliet look at super. slither look at super there's a whole random scene of squiddly diddly i mean and so yeah well it's kind of like i remember when i heard that peter jackson exactly. was going to be given lord, of the, lord rings. of the rings right i thought Gollum was gonna like like fucking bleed in pudding or something you know he, a sumerian rat <laughs> sumerian rat hobbit a rat hobbit indeed <laughs> well it's so weird because these guys come from genre films right in fact as you mentioned uh james gunn got his start at trauma uh, which for the most part trauma is they're basically kind of like a farm system for filmmakers because mm-hmm. his story is he went in he, as a graduate student uh, and he just basically got the initial writing gig and then he said like he basically got to go in started like he shot like second assistant director for the lesbian scene and she like so with a trauma film you do everything right basically so it's like the best way to kind of learn your chops but more importantly He's a Missouri big. He's from uh, St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's from the Midwest. Midwestern. He's got uh, the Midwest chops there. But it's really interesting in terms of how he starts from Tromeo and Juliet. (laughs) And then because he's he's a writer and director. Uh Uh, He wrote uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Which was very good. I dug it. And that's, yeah. And that's one I actually I enjoy as well. He uh, wrote the Scooby-Doo sequel mm-hmm. monsters unleashed uh he wrote recently the belko experiment which i have yet to see but it is definitely on my list it is on my list as well as along with mayhem speaking of joel lynch um mm-hmm. but then also he directed some particularly weird films after tromeo and juliet including <laughs> the specials which i liked which was a really underrated, very weird superhero movie. And what's weird enough is the fact that it exists on its own, like kind of like how there are certain superhero teams that are on tiers. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Avengers are above the Defenders, but the Defenders are above the West Coast of it. You know, or something like that. But the D-listers. Right. And yeah. then there's like, everyone knows Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers Mystery Men. No one saw remembers the specials. specials. Yeah. So they even exist within that really weird pantheon. Of, of superhero teams that are lesser thans, <laughs> right. if you will. But it's actually a pretty good flick. It is. While Mystery Men was more goofy, and this has its goofy moments, of course. too. It's a little more cerebral. It you is. Know? That's the one thing I don't think that James Gunn really gets enough credit for, is the fact that he does play to a lowest common denominator in terms of the dick fart jokes, what have you. But, but it's but, smart. Yes. Go back and read Aristophanes' Clouds. That entire, it's all dick and fart jokes. And I was like, well, this is ancient Greek dick well, and fart jokes. This, well, is, the, this is amazing. The name of the book is Clouds. It it's might as well be Fart. Fart. Right? But I'm reading it in a Western civilization class. So <laughs> you can have that elevation in your genre. Yeah. Which I think works, and which I think James Absolutely. Gunn brings to everything. Uh, his next film, which I saw um, when I was actually vacationing, was Super. That is it's a very dark movie and the bad the bad thing about it is well not the bad thing but the the it made it seem like it was like a goofy you shenanigans the, all the mark well in it but it also exists in a world where everyone knows kick-ass right but they don't know super right and again that's another very uh cerebral heady uh movie i mean it's dealing with a lot of dark subjects and it gets once again it gets very very dark uh, out of nowhere 
You know, it is. It's not the mirthful movie the trailers made it out to be. No, it's such a tonal shift. Yeah. because I don't think it really prepares you for the darkness because no. it's Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. which pulls in a great performance. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Page's performance which, also, which is, is great. But it's yeah, no spoilers. So, but there's a uh, awkward. No, it's a horrible awkward scene yeah. in that film. Where, yeah, it's. But check it out. And yeah. then Nathan Fillon. Yeah. Showing up and just uh, just kind of a blink, a little cameo role as that that Christian superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a really bizarre, interesting film that definitely deserves a little bit more of the love that Kickass gets. Yeah, uh, but that does bring us to 2006 Slither. Yes, and so this is a, a so movie. much fun. It's right. I so I've got to say this. Um, mm-hmm. I first started reading about it, and this is back. God, this would have been in probably about 2005 then, probably between like ain'titcool.com and chud.com. Yeah, exactly. And I remember seeing the still of the the Grant monster, and it was Rooker in that full face makeup, and he just looks like something out of a Cronenberg nightmare, yeah. right? <laughs> just gooey. And I was like, wow, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. So I made it a, a mission to see it in the theater and mm-hmm. I did this is a film that I was lucky enough to see in the theater so I think you had the chance yes I saw so I think the we were maybe the only two then that actually because this flopped big time unfortunately no, it, that's a <laughs> squiddly diddly squiddly diddly um the, <laughs> no and that's the bad thing man it, it, it's when the bombs like that it doesn't it doesn't give anybody the chance to see them you nope. know and then what's even worse is like some of the direct videos especially at the time when direct if something was direct to video it was proper rubbish and very rare was there a good one but now with like d- streaming on demand scott atkins <laughs> right, right but back then yeah no. well and it's really interesting is the fact that i and this is about the time that i started dating amy back in the day and i was it was my mission to try to impress her and i didn't realize at the time that she wasn't impressed with movies we went and saw um brick yeah it's like this is boring it's like damn it <laughs> but surprisingly enough this was a film that she enjoyed and to me, that this is almost like a litmus test film. Yeah. Because if you're not having fun with this movie... There's something wrong with you. I don't think I've ever met anybody or ever talked to anybody like, man, fuck Slither. You know what I'm saying? No, that it, this is one of those movies that I think is like universal. Like, either like, yeah, it was pretty good. Or like, oh, I loved it. Or it was great. But even if it's not somebody's cup of tea with the horror and stuff, there's still enough substance. There's the le- there's a, so much humor throughout yeah, this film. It's a funny, funny film. The eccentric characters... And honestly, okay, so I guess let's address the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Uh, little film from 1986, Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps. Because yeah. the entire time I'm watching the film, and even when I saw the initial trailer, I was like, holy shit, is this a like in a remake right. of Night of the Creeps? And it's not to say that Fred Decker owns the book on alien... Wormy things. Things, you know, but, from space. But right. there are so many similar... Similarities. The I mean, parallels. Just the, yeah, the worms coming from, like, space and... Zombifying the, you. Right. Your transference. There's two... There was so many. And the fact that he says, no, I've n- never seen that. And yeah, he says to this day, he's never seen it. Now, which I... I'm calling bullshit, dude. I'm not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm calling bullshit. Now, look. Come on, James Gunn. You don't have to lie to kick it. Just say, yeah, it was one of my influences. But no, I've, no, I've never seen that. Let's see, and it is a cult movie. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, we were here in the Midwest, so getting to some of that material could be difficult back in the day if you didn't. Right. Listen. Now, so I can kind of buy it. 
But but he's Mr. Trauma. You know what I'm saying? If it was if it was fucking Ned Flanders or something like that, I can understand. Like, yeah, maybe he hasn't seen it. Horror is not his wheelhouse. Right? True, true. But like, he's hanging out with Uncle Lloyd. You don't think they talk about Night of the Creeps? Probably fucking uh, Lloyd Coffin has stories from Night of the Creeps. So it's like, it's actually the training film they show you at Trauma. It's like right? you have an hour and a half, you're good. We'll Thrill throw me. You. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, what's interesting though, and what I like that he continues in this film is he continues to work with a certain number of people mm-hmm. uh nathan fillin uh we got rooker. of course rooker yeah. uh, greg henry mm-hmm. in this one also we've got elizabeth banks as well showing up in this and what i love with this film is even like you said if the horror parts turn you off the chemistry yeah. of the cast the fun they're having well nathan it's infectious nathan fillin just knocks it out of the park whenever he's just a charming charming man you know he's just anything he can say he's like ha pancakes and then you're just like crack up you know and elizabeth banks uh, get your cups ready because <laughs> what is she she's a treat she you know what elizabeth banks she's another one of those people that like i'm continuously impressed with her performances even in shitty movies you know not to say that slither is shitty and she's been in a lot of shitty movies but you always she always puts out a good performance yeah she's I, a great actor yeah she's fantastic she was great in zach and mary uh she was great in wet hot american <laughs> summer you know, and the fact that like she can rely on her sexuality, and then she can also rely on her humor, and then she can mix the two perfectly. It's the mixture. It's, yeah. I love it when you can mix like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and then also uh, I actually love the fact that Greg Henry shows up here. Yeah. Greg Henry for me <laughs> is just such a scene stealer. Um, I remember the first time I remember actually distinctly seeing him was in Payback, and making an impression, going, "Holy shit, this guy like." choose up the scenery around <laughs> yeah. Mel and kind of that's when I started reverse engineering him but the fact that he shows up and he plays such a great prominent character and the fact that his name is Mayor McReady you know so he's be already already he's done already, is going with the thing the reference thing. yeah um, and the fact that he's got this crazy Mr. Pibb obsession exactly and it's those little eccentric little traits and kinks that you find in the, the guns characters mm-hmm. that I think elevate a lot of the films that do make them so much fun because he's great with the dialogue and he's and he's great at casting people who are great with dialogue. It. Yeah. Well, there's the um. What does he say? He says that looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. Yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> and speaking of something that fell off your dick during the war, the special effects in this film were helmed mm-hmm. by Todd Masters and his crew, and I think they did such a killer job. Because in terms of practical effects, yeah, when you see the transition and the transformation, the slow transformation throughout the majority of the movie, because I mean it starts off with the bang and it just keeps going, but he gets progressively worse and just that just a bee sting, just the, just a just a bee sting, yeah. <laughs> but and even. Even then, Rooker without makeup, even is yeah, a especially when you've got you know just shaven head, just Rooker. Grant Grant, he has a just, presence, and I'm glad the fact that he was able to give such a great little performance, mm-hmm. and the fact that actually you, I'm Portrait not going to say you slime monster empathize with the monster by any means, but any good film like that, you want to have maybe a little bit of sympathy for, mm-hmm. it. and at the monster, ultimately the monster was lonely, yeah, and the fact that you know he transfers in with Grant Grant, which again Grant <laughs> Grant, Grant, Grant. <laughs> what a great name, and so he kind of shares that. Uh, 
uh-huh. and then they've got their little shared air supply moment. Right. The little moments of tenderness. Their sacred bond. But they- then, of course, there is the infidelity. <laughs> right. Which leads to... That something, being something's wrong with me. <laughs> and that, I think that is what sold me on the me trailer too. initially. Me too. Because they, I remember there was a Red Band trailer that played, and it was gory as hell, yeah. and all the swearing. And when they have that reveal, that something's wrong with me. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I don't care if this is a remake of Night of the Creeps or if it's, a, but it looks entertaining. I exactly. have to see this. I chuckled. I was like, I, oh, this is going to be great. And it's such a, a nasty, gnarly payoff as well when it, those little fuckers are tearing me apart. Yeah, just. It, it was it was such a great gag, it and it set up everything so nice. But there's a great, I think, a good combination of practical and CGI in this mm-hmm. film. I, now, granted, I, I don't want to say there was not an over reliance of CGI, but it's fairly noticeable. It's decent for 2006. Yeah. Um, again, I think that's why Night of the Creeps works a little bit better because most of those were just puppet based. You mm-hmm. didn't need a million of them to really, you know, create that. Um, but just the combination and how they work so well together, I think, speaks to Guns actually his kind of skills as a director and letting people do their thing absolutely and you're like you said it's that finding the combination when he's trying to make because there's there's two types of james gunn okay there's uh studio big budget james gunn and then there's james gunn james gunn yes and slither i think was that was probably one of the first big ones that had a lot of money in it so he's trying to walk that fine line of studio same thing what he did with guardians and the great thing i like about what he does and you said it's the combining of the actors and the practical and all that he does such a good job when he's doing studio of combining everything so his movies well. especially the studio films always have that pathos yeah. studio films oh my god they walk the they walk to such the fine line and with Especially with with Slither, it's not overly funny and it's not overly gory. I mean, it is, it's but more it's a fun. Yeah, gory. it's more fun. It's not crazy horror and then a couple of jokes or a couple of crazy jokes and a couple of horror. And it's the practical, the the dialogue, the everything just works so well. It's with a this. really good balancing act. Mm-hmm. There, all the elements really hit on it, like you said, and it's really hard to find faults with it. And of course, people are going to nitpick, blah blah blah. Yeah, you can find faults in anything. Well, shit, me, like I said, like don't lie to kick it, James Gunn. Just say, come out and watch Creeps, Night of the Creeps. I mean, basically, you made part two, which is okay. Okay. It's oh, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I ultimately what I love, in, we, excuse me, oh, um, in terms <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> how the Grant monster evolves mm-hmm. to, at the very end with the big reveal. Yes. And Just it's, a big tentacle mess. Looks like something out of like a shunting basically that went wrong <laughs> or maybe went right. You yeah. never know. Right. Yeah. Shunting is shunting does. And so, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> nod to society there, but it's that is so gnarly in the mm-hmm. way just the interconnectivity. Yeah. And again, I had off also to Cronenberg in terms of the body horror, mm-hmm. but this, but it's basically, it's almost like Cronenberg filtered through trauma. Yeah. Just in terms of those sensibilities that come through there. <laughs> just gooey and gross. And ultimately, it's supposed to be kind of a heartfelt scene because, again, he's expressing, I've like conquered planets and I've just been so alone and I actually have this connection with you now. And I know I'm gnarly, but come on, give me a And then, of course, it's ruined with a grenade and this uh, and that. Yeah. And, but it's just, there's just so much to it that I was actually surprised. And again, when I first watched it, I remember just, oh, Night of the Creeps. Not. But then maybe I'm, and I, I don't know when. The movie actually completely won me over, uh-huh. but then I was like, I don't care. Yeah, let's just continue to go. This is so much fun. I think I was I was 
so hyped up for it because I saw the trailer and it was so good. So at this time there was no more uh, Indian Springs. So to West Glen I go. To West. And so <laughs> I think I was at the Cinemark in the in Mission Kansas, if I remember ah. right. That's also where I saw Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Also, so where I saw Brick. They actually played quite a few good flicks there. Yeah. Come yeah. to think of it, West Glen played some good movies too back in the day. Um, no, but so I remember just to sitting down there and just almost at the beginning of everything just how much fun and silliness you know what actually i remember the scene that won me over when grant grant decides to just uh go to the 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 bar and it's karaoke night and the girl is singing the crying game one of the saddest worst karaoke songs ever and grant grant's just like god damn it and he's just walking through and i'm like this is funny. Done. This, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. All in. The the humor connects, man. Mm-hmm. It's those sensibilities. And there's <laughs> who fucking sort of who else knows that the fucking Boy George crying game song? And they're like, you know what? Let's sing it at karaoke. <laughs> you know, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> there's certain dour songs that just should not be allowed on a karaoke playlist. Where you're like, no, man, that's just gonna yeah, really bring it. the room Stop down. Stop singing Desperado, goddammit. it. Desper- <laughs> What's in the guitar case, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've I've had a great time, and honestly, the introduction of the town folk and just mm-hmm. again the eccentric characters that you find there, and of course, Sean Gunn shows up because as he, of course, he's going to show up. Kirk, <laughs> you love me some Kirk, um, but just even just the side characters themselves, yeah. they seem fairly real, or at least like you said, they can deliver the dialogue well, mm-hmm. and it works because everything that is said is funny. Yeah, and it's just at a heightened level, and if you accept that heightened level, and I think honestly. That's when you get a karaoke song like that. You, <laughs> right. It just, okay, I'm good. It's like when you finally find that Twin Peaks vibration. Right. When you go, okay, I'm going to accept it. Or, you know, then there's like, I pe- there are the people like, I get it. And then there's the people I accept it. And then there's those like, fuck it. Like, right. God damn you, David Lynch. Mm-hmm. And so, but the other thing. I that- need a bigger phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's talk. Let's have them talk backwards. There's a reason I'm not asked on podcasts. <laughs> but if there's a, if there's one thing I think Gunn is also very well known for, it are the soundtracks that he puts together. Uh-huh. Uh, just in terms of some great sensibilities on that one. And with with this particular soundtrack, it's kind of littered with some country songs. But the one that really sticks out, and it's the one that's featured in the trailer, it is the shared uh, song between uh, Grant, Grant and, yeah, and Starla. It's fucking Air Supplies, mm. Every Woman in the World. Because you're every woman in the world to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna just lay this out there. I I really like air supply. <laughs> and a lot of it comes from the fact that my mom loved air supply. And so I was a, I was very much a mama's boy growing up, and so I it's the same reason why I love Steel Magnolia so much, nine to five, dirty dancing. I just hung out with my mom, that's what she watched. When I hung out with my mom, that's what she listened to. And so I, unironically, I really like Air Supply. Yeah. To the point, and I think I may have mentioned this on Nerds and Nostalgia before, but I was cleaning the house one day and I'm listening to, I just got the Air Supply's greatest hits on vinyl, right? And you know what? I, you're the kind of guy that doesn't have things ironically. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty you're, genuine you're, for the most Your part. record collection is of shit oh, yeah, you I really like. enjoy. I love, yeah, actually. You're, you're not an ironic kind so of guy. So the first track is Lost in Love, and I'm cleaning, I'm singing along, you know, I'm having a grand old time. The second song comes on, and it's one that I couldn't really remember that well, and it's Even the Nights Are Better. And there must have been some combination of memory and maybe their harmonies of their fucking voices, but dude, 
Niagara Falls Frankie Jr. I started <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably, yeah. like just a messy, dirty cry, triggered by, and again, mom connections, memories, this and that, but yeah. man. And so I was like, okay, I need to be careful of that, you know, because you go back into the one that you love and I'm good again. I'm right. good. So it was that song, right? <laughs> right. So we're getting ready. I'm kind of putting everything together and I go, and I kind of forgotten about it and I throw this album on kind of in preparation. I'm like, oh, Air Supply, Slither. Of course we're going to be listening to that. Right. Sure enough, man. They get to, and then I found you, even the nights are bad. And I'm all of a no. sudden, again, oh, I, I was no. just, I started tearing up. I'm like, oh shit, like, what is happening? It's tri- trigger. I need an adult. I, right. It was so insane. And so I love the fact that Air Supply is their connection song in this. And people can mock and laugh. Fuck no. that. That's genuine to me. I can understand the connection with Air Supply. There you go. Oh my God. There you go. Gives me chills. It gives me chills. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as you don't start playing somewhere out there, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. we're, we're good. We, we, we talked off mic yeah. on our, our, our trigger songs. <laughs> trigger if, they songs. Will, <laughs> if we were KGB agents here. <laughs> well, no, and it's one of those things I hope, and I'm kind of curious to see. I We've had good turnouts so far, mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see how that turns out, but I guarantee you there's going to be a large portion of people. I haven't seen this movie. And which is mind-boggling to me because it's so good. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I I understand why, and I understand that you know not everybody's going to see everything. But at the same time, I wish more people would see it. But I think in this day and age now, thanks to the miracle of IMDb and what have you, they can reverse engineer easier than we did back in the day. Oh, absolutely. We would have to hang around the video stores, get in good with the guys with the knowledge. But, you know, mm-hmm. now you just go to IMDb. And, you're and good. now you can look at Now, I'm sure, though, I'm and I've, I'm anxious and I'm curious to see, though, because Guardians, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a family-friendly film, but for the most it, part, it, it is. It is. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a PG Marvel, uh, PG-13 Marvel movie. With it's the a gun sensibilities. Tempo. Right. <laughs> what happens when that family watches the trailer for Super... Thinking they're going to get that. Another superhero happy Marvel movie. Oh, Lord. When the tentacles start coming out of Nathan Fillon, I'm sure at that point they're going to be like, oh, my God. James Gunn, what have you wrought on? What have you brought upon us? And then there's Grandma. Like, oh, I know you like the James Gunn. And I heard that he made Romeo and Juliet. And so I got it so we can all watch it together. Nothing like the gate tales of the bard to bring a family. And next thing they know, squiddly diddly. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I would oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of any of those families right? when they run into that because <laughs> imagine yourself as a parent how do you react ah, to that right. you roll with it uh, we are Groot we um um <laughs> go to your room Billy exactly and then let's watch this a little bit more honey yeah, it's kind of a little, little James Gunn after dark these are the films that would be behind the beaded curtain you know in the particular I don't know it's just I. but I love the fact that that's where he came from right and now he is sitting at the, he's I'm not saying and he's based on everything I've read and seen with him he's still the, like the same dude yeah he's still like he just happened. cracking dick and fart jokes and having a good time and then tentacle born and then <laughs> contributing to some of the most wildly successful films in an already successful franchise yeah so I my hat's off to him man I'm mm-hmm. very and he's kept it in the family you're, you know you're always gonna you're see all, Sean Gunn right he's like uh, Ted Raimi a, a very, yes he is that's mm-hmm. that's what I love that connection a, there <laughs> Sean Gunn's <laughs> the, the, the new Raimi's the new Raimi's the, the guns Nathan of the new Fillon Raimi's. could be as Bruce Campbell exactly there we go but I and will Rooker, also, Rooker will be 
Rooker's just he's just the he's the K and B actually. <laughs> uh, but also, if you're reverse engineering with James Gunn, some of the other stuff that he's done, and if you show up early enough, you're going to see some of it in the pre-show. There's these really weird things that uh, just we, so he did. It's a, weird as shit. It's it, weird as shit. It is. He did this faux sitcom called Human Z. And I'll leave it at that. Go check it out. It's really so weird, but it's also very crude. I mean, this is just, I always, sometimes I was rewatching it. Rest this guy. There's a lot of fucks in here just for no reason or other. And then there's also this really kind of really funny inventive um, series. He did called PG porn. That's hilarious. And that's only one. He's done around nine of them. And it's basically (laughs) just go check it out. Uh, It's on YouTube. It's fine, but it gives you that. I think again, a better insight to James Gunn mm-hmm. where it's worth all the buckaroos yes <laughs> something sizable <laughs> it's a lot of fun but it's great to know that that he is now in charge of something so influential <laughs> right that is permeated through pop culture there's kids backpacks oh god yes boxes there there's toys there's video games cartoons. little little Billy let me tell you where this backpack came from <laughs> right see You're the ten- g- see the trees and uh, on uh, the little branches on kind of looks like tentacles done it done it <laughs> that's when billy became a man that day right because <gasps> oh, you're not gonna see super lunch boxes no you're, you know <laughs> what would he shut up hunger right there we go. no there's unfortunately yeah there's so much actually huge marketing uh, possibilities there yeah let's, let's trademark that there we go yeah, this super cartoon, the super friends. But definitely check out his earlier work, guys, because yeah. it's it's very worth your time. Yeah. Just in terms of to see the uh, the evolution, especially if all you know is Guardians. Guardians, there there is a wealth of mad genius. There's truly, <laughs> and again, you can see the evolution how it works. So um, I'm 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 cannot wait to see yeah. Slither again on the big screen. It's gonna be so much fun. Seen it several times at home, but I have not seen it on the big screen since I saw it back in two thousand and six. Right. I can't I can't wait for people seeing this for the first time. This is I I kinda wanna be like, so you know uh, We should bring it we should put out barf bags for everyone just in case. There we go. Yeah, give it the William Castle feel. Slime soakers or something. Uh so until next time, gang, uh <laughs> this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Oh.